Can you name a city that hosted a game at the 2002 World Cup? Should we say Tokyo? Out straight away. Whoa! What? Oh, what are the greatest answers of all time? OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Jenny Murphy, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, what's your level of confidence about what kind of performance we're going to get from Ireland on Saturday morning? Listen, like it's it's a brand new team facing an even stronger opposition. It is it's going to be tough. Like playing in New Zealand is always difficult. But I would imagine the lads that were watching the game and um, the Mary All Blacks game will still get a lot from it. Like it's, we all know that the All Blacks are going to play at pace. It's going to be speedy rough ball, and you have to be so sharp when you're kicking it to them because when we saw they can they can transition to attack so smoothly. Um, I think it's going to be tough, but then you've got all that experience in there, really solid front row. As long as that negative energy from that loss hasn't kind of seeped in, I think we could do a good job, just like stick to the task at hand and, and see where we go. Yeah, it, it's kind of, uh, it feels, I don't know, it's it's a really weird scenario where this is a team who we beat the last time we played them and yet we're not feeling particularly confident about beating them this time because it, so much has changed in that relatively short period of time and they're coming off the back of their club season looking forward to bursting into their international season with all of the energy that they always have at this stage of the year and we all just feel a little bit wrecked it seems and you know it's kind of the, the, the walking wounded at the moment so I don't know maybe we're overreacting to that and, and maybe we should expect Ireland to at least put in a performance this weekend like yeah they, I think they are going to put in a performance and it's really easy to lean on like it's an 11 month season it is long and there's probably some wrecked bodies out there and the fact that we're picking up some injuries even at the tail end of what is an exceptionally long season is tough but in saying that there's a, there's a trade off of like these players now have played a lot together. They've gelled together and the All Blacks are fresh in after a club season. So it takes a little bit of time, you would think, for something to kind of click. Um, there's pros and cons. The guys are going to be wrecked, but they know that at the end of the next four games, they can head to Bali, soak up some sun, pina colada, um, so but finish on a high. And like playing New Zealand in New Zealand is a challenge that everyone wants. To, they, they do want to step up for and it's like, it's where you want to perform and it's where they want to get the win. Yeah, I think Nas Kano was already doing that. <laughs> he, it was unbelievable. Just coming off the plane and then absolutely tearing into it. Brilliant. And I thought he really put his hand up. Just like serious, serious effort from the Monster Run. Uh, in terms of the team selection itself, was there anything that was surprising? Peter Manny gets the start. Keith Earl gets the start. Like... You know, you can quibble about this. I see Tony Ward in the paper saying that Jordan Larmer should have been picked for his game-breaking ability, but they haven't They haven't gone back to Larmer in a long time. The fact that he's in the squad, maybe he's an opportunity, might get an opportunity. No doubt there'll be injuries in that back three as the um, test series wears on. But they love Keith Durrells. They've given him a contract to the end of the World Cup, which is a real sign that we're backing you to get to the World Cup and be part of our squad. Yeah, and, and I can I can kind of, I can see why people, people have made the argument for Larmer, but you're going to have less space to do all that box, that, that like fancy fancy stepping against the All Blacks. 
weather in Hamilton the other day was manky and Earls is, he's so consistent all the time. Yeah, you mightn't get as many flashes of brilliance, but that's not what you want at times for your winger. Like, yeah, like it's, it's great, but you want consistent. You need to be solid, especially against this team. So no, I can see Wild they back Earls and he's been like, he's basically had a second lease of life when he's playing ball now. And I think he's like a, a stalwart of this this team in particular. It adds a great bit of energy. So like, no, I can see why Farrell picked him. I can see why there's there's moans going up. But like, if I'm if I'm in that that coaching staff, I'd be like, I'd be giving a nod to Earls myself. He knows he's played against these before. He's got plenty of experience, and like you're saying, Larmer hasn't been in the green jersey for a while. So I'm, he's going to get an opportunity um, on this tour, but maybe not as early as he would would like. Where does the balance lie uh, between? getting a humbling experience in a positive sense and uh, and a crushing experience like yesterday might have been or that might be coming down the line over, over the next few weeks. Like say, for example, if you're Jimmy O'Brien, who's been brilliant all season for, for Leinster and, and struggles a little bit yesterday, how do you ensure if you're Andy Farrell that that becomes a positive experience? Because he may not get the minutes against New Zealand, against the All Blacks to actually prove himself after a, a disappointing morning yesterday. I think a lot of that is when you get a little bit more experience, it's it's easier to to find the positives and also be a little bit clinical with like, I did this poorly, I did this poorly, I need to work on this. And then you kind of put it in a box and go ahead and, and try and like make the best of it, like learn from it. And when you're younger, a lot of the time emotionally, that can kind of seep in. So for Farrell and for his teammates, it's about really nipping that in the bud and making sure that you still have a confident Jimmy O'Brien who's he's off the back of a really so- strong season with Leinster. You don't want that one that one experience I guess like such a strong team to to kind of stick there permanently. So it's about like yeah addressing what did go well, what didn't go well. Absolutely kind of doing like heavy reps on things that you want to work on in camp and then just parking it and kind of moving on. And a lot of it is your teammates just kind of like telling you to get over it yourself and not being not being too sympathetic and um, I find that that work with me anyway you get like a little bit of oh woe is you and then you you move on or or you're bringing everyone down as well we're in a really weird situation here where we're all thinking about what's going to happen at the World Cup the management are trying to make sure that They've got depth built for the World Cup. They've got confidence going into the World Cup that the team is performing well and that they know what's going on, while at the same time trying to bring players through who don't have experience of winning big games. And it's such a fine balancing act over the next while. Some of these games you can take a risk in, but not many. Like You can't really take a risk in the three tests against the All Blacks. There's a couple of tests in November where you can take some risks. But again, if you get blown out in a big game by a future opponent who you might meet at the World Cup... What's the long-term psychological damage of that? And then you've got the Six Nations and then you've got the World Cup and that's it. Like it's, it's, the World Cup is coming down the tracks. In game times, it's, it's like less than eight or nine really serious, meaningful games before the kickoff of the World Cup. So, I, you know, it's so difficult to know what we should be trying to do or what we should be hoping for from this three-test series if you just take the three-test series, Jenny. Yeah, like... I think you have to look at being like, okay, we're playing against, we're going to be playing against the best team in the world. You want to be sharpening the arsenal that you know already works. Like your your spine of your team 
like you know the Sexons, uh, Furlongs, pace of the game, get them sharp, get them confident, and then also it's about still bleeding in. And, and like you're saying, it is it is a balance, but still needs to be done. We know from previous World Cups that something can hit the fan, and someone that we heavily relied on, or we we feel like is pinnacle to Ireland's success gets an injury and we have to rely on something else. So you kind of want to spread that confidence throughout the team being like, I'm able to play at that pace. I'm able to play at this level. And like, that's what I think they're trying to do from the looks of that Irish squad right now. You've got like a really experienced centre partnership. You've got strong subs to come on as well. So like, I don't know what the number is. Do you have like, you know, 13 of your like locked in starters and then you start kind of moving stuff around. There's a lot of like that battle again for centre is like, do we go with, you know, Aki's on the bench um, uh, coming up in this game. Ring Rose, Henshaw, I think they've performed really well together at Leinster. Do you mix that up a little bit as well? I think at this stage, it's like you can still make some big twists and some slightly off calls. And as we get closer and even in the Six Nations, that's where we're going to see something cemented in. So, like, I don't think we need to be particularly worried. Like, yes, we want a performance. We don't want to get blown out. Like, that's, like, they're really obvious things. But Farrell also can't stick with, like, you know, a Victorian sponge. We know it works. You know, it's great. It's delicious. But there needs to be some little pockets of something different, too, that we can kind of rely on when we go into this World Cup and we face off really strong opponents and potentially the All Blacks. We need a layer cake, right? (laughs) We are all agreed. We need a layer cake here. The minute, the minute I said it, I was like, why did I pick a Victorian sponge? There's better cakes, like a Black Forest Gatto, <laughs> something like that. But yeah. Black Forest Gatto sometimes can be ruined. They add booze to it and it just doesn't work sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to overdo the cherries. No, and the exactly. cherries are the little experiments here. So yeah. yeah, we'll stick with the cake analogy and I'll get slagged horrendously for this. There after. are no cherries in this team. This is like his first choice. This is, I'm, I'm going to war. If, if the World Cup final was tomorrow and these players were available and they were the only players available, that's who he's picking. There's zero experimentation with this group for this team, for this game on Saturday. So like, they're putting, they're putting all of their chips in the middle and it's like, right lads, it's up to you now. Well, this is the team where you're like, you look at us and you kind of nod your head and you're like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. And it's up to those guys to hold on to the jersey because the teams that are sitting on the team, the the lads that are sitting on the bench, the guys that are on high bench are looking at that being like, how do I knock X player off? How do I get to that stage? So it's like the benchmark is here. And how do I get that jersey? Um, and if players go really well and those 15 perform, then yeah, they're going to be difficult to budge. But it's a long way away from the World Cup. It's still a really long tour. So much things could change. So it's like, it's it's early days. One of the uh, slightly concerning things just from listening to, to Keith Wood yesterday was just talking about the, the skills difference that he saw between the Ireland players and the Maori All Blacks. That feels like... They're handling rem- in the rain. Uh, their left-handed pass at yeah. full tilt. It's like, uh oh. Like as you said yourself, Jenny. Like it was a it was a dog of a day down there, which um, should suit Ireland to, to a certain degree. Like, here, I mean, doesn't it? It does it, sometimes. It, it does, and um, like I guess it it is often like just a, a great leveler in terms of what you're going to identify in terms of skills. I appreciate like you're, you're right. There is a lot of rugby to be played here, and we're totally overreacting to yesterday. But if we can just you know lean into the overreaction for a moment, just on a on a skills level, was that a, a red flag for you at all? yesterday 
it it was a little bit concerning um because it didn't look like it was raining on the the on Mary ball like we're talking mm-hmm. about like passing at pace fingertip passing and also like being really smart like like and and not just the backs here like the tight five looked so comfortable with ball in hand and the step up from the Maori team that played the weekend to you know the likes of Cody Taylor Brody Retallick they're even a different level again when it comes to handling they look so comfortable and it's not even like in 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 manky weather ball is coming at you and a lot of the time it's security first and then get the ball away and that didn't that wasn't a concern at all it was like fingertip catch and pass everyone knew where everyone was really strong support lines and really quick rook ball now I think like a lot of that is like yes their handling was brilliant I thought they managed the game really well any opportunity that Ireland gave them with like quite poor kicking at times that was a bit aimless they really punished us like I think three tries in the first half came from like little wayward kicks that didn't seem that organized I don't think the All Blacks the All Blacks won't get that space um today or the weekend tomorrow sorry time difference and everything uh but yeah it is something that's supremely impressive I do think that Ireland's particularly um, front three are ballers and they do have the ability to pass the ball. But like across the board, I think All Blacks and the Marys, Mary All Blacks are, uh, yeah, they're they're freakishly skillful. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's scary and it's something you need to nullify, but like cut down on those quick rook balls so we're defensively set as early as possible so we're able to put that under pressure because we were kind of going backwards at times and they the ball was away before we even had time to kind of get set. That's one area I'd imagine Farrell would be really trying to like focus on um, before the game. If you think about how test series have gone for teams going to New Zealand in the past, and you just, just look at the Lions, absolutely obliterated in 05, and then just about break even the last time they were down there, that was the Lions with the pick of the countries. Uh, so what do you think is going to happen over the three tests? And give us your prediction for this weekend, Jenny. I think um, I think it's going to be an All Blacks win, but a close one uh, next game. Then I'll like it's so hard to to kind of say when you don't know the teams and stuff. I'll go I'll go All Blacks to to win this tour uh, two to one. I think we so take, like we take a two one right at this stage. Yeah. it'd be like all right, something happened like, in the last test. Or... Yeah, at the, at this stage, but like. We, then we look at the game and you're like, actually, do you know what? Ireland could get two scalps here and come away with a really solid tour. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 really hesitant to to put forward a, a sweeping a sweeping statement, but I think I think you'd be pretty happy with that. Absolutely, I think a lot of Irish rugby fans are in the defence position where it's like, oh, we're probably going to lose these three, and that'll be okay because you know uh, our lot in life is to be disappointed around the time of the World Cup and it's better to get our disappointment started now so anything that happens good at the World Cup is actually like the the time that Gordon Hamilton nearly beat Australia it's like uh, yeah yeah we don't want I think I think it's right like our hopes we don't want them to hit roller coaster pinnacle level only to be quarterfinal curse yeah so yeah like maybe maybe a touch or two a disappointment um, in, in New Zealand 
and then all guns blazing for the World Cup. And wasn't you know it, what, I'd take that. Yeah, wasn't it nice of Leinster to get that ball rolling by losing the Heineken Cup final and bringing us all back to earth going, oh, <laughs> hang on a second, they, they are human. So Super, super sound. Yeah, super exactly. sound. Exactly, yeah. They took one for the team there. Jenny, good stuff. Thanks a million. No worries. Thanks, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.